This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. The Indianapolis Colts were back in action this weekend for two fully padded practices, and they might just have been Anthony Richardson's best practices yet. As Drake and I watched from the sidelines, what did we see from the rookie quarterback? Which wide receiver caught our eye? And how does the Colts' defense look through two weeks of camp? Let's talk about it. Welcome to the Horseshoe Huddle podcast presented by FanNation on SI.com, part of the Fans First Sports Network. My name is Andrew Moore, joined here as always by my fellow writer and colleague at Horseshoe Huddle, Drake Wally. Drake and I got to enjoy a, a nice, beautiful day in Westfield, Indiana yesterday, taking in Colts practice from the sidelines. And, and a shout out to uh, to Colts fan Cole uh, and some of the others that joined us at uh, Grand Junction Brewing Company to hang out with us after practice. It was a really good time. But Drake, just saw you about 24 hours ago. How you doing, man? I'm doing really good. And Colts camp was awesome. It was really cool to be outside this time and uh and actually see so many fans because the, the first time that you know I saw it, it was kind of in, in a condensed format. So far far fewer, you know, you know, cheers and you know excitement going on. But uh the weather was nice. Uh you know, Shane Steichen was great on the podium and it, it was interesting to talk to Daryl Baker. Uh, junior as well so just a really good day to watch Colts football and we're about to dive into um, you know how multiple guys had a really good showing on that you know during practice number eight yeah, uh, you just see you just see things starting to really come together here as far as like what the Colts what the Colts want to do on the offensive side of the ball, uh, what they want to do on the defensive side of the ball, and and the guys that that are really starting to show out. Of course, we've got Anthony Richardson, who uh, in our opinions had his his best practices of the weekend, and we'll dive into those. Uh, we're going to dive into uh, another wide receiver that we think uh, had had a has had a good showing but uh we'll give you all the details from colts camp stats matt is here uh what's up with you buddy there it's, is. it stinks that stats matt could not make it to the meetup yesterday uh but uh eventually we're going to get stats matt to come up here we've got wyatt law in the chat who says he's living the dream um so much to talk about nowadays you, you're absolutely right wyatt so uh, hopefully logan schmidt is able to join us today because logan's birthday want to give logan a shout out uh, happy birthday to logan schmidt DSG Good Bar is here. We're doing fantastic. And also give a shout out to my brother, Adam Moore, who turns 21 today. Uh, I don't know if he's going to be watching tonight. He's probably going out with his friends to uh, to celebrate that. Uh, but, but happy birthday, brother. And if you haven't done so already, 
please just in in honor of my brother in honor of logan schmidt go follow us on all the things like horseshoe huddle on facebook follow at colts on fn on twitter and subscribe to us here on the horseshoe huddle youtube channel hit that bell so you know whenever drake and i are going live whenever shod goes live with the saddle up show because as you guys have noticed, Colts content is going to continue to flow all season long. And if you can't catch us live, Apple, Spotify, Google, wherever you listen to your podcast, we're on there as well. So make sure you uh, subscribe and give us a five-star review there. So that way it helps us with the algorithm, helps us connect to more Colts fans. And you get to see every episode of the Horseshoe Huddle Halftime, our audio-only episodes that come out every Wednesday. Shout out to my wife, Danielle Moore, for her night. <laughs> super sticker uh really appreciate that noah compton is here in the chat as well uh and so yeah exactly so and as we dive in tonight since we have a lot about to talk about tonight uh if you guys do want your comment highlighted or you have a question make sure to throw in that super chat and we'll get it to it asap because that's what we do here at the horseshoe huddle podcast and before we get started drake and i do have a really special announcement i kind of teased it on the last episode uh and i wanted to let you guys know as we know the colts have their first preseason game this saturday against the buffalo bills and if you want to watch that game with drake and i you're going to have the opportunity to do so because our friends over at Bleacher Report have reached out to us again, and Drake and I are going to be calling the games live from the Bleacher Report app, doing a a live watch-along with you guys directly there, uh, at least for all the starters are in. So we'll be giving our analysis throughout the game. Drake and I will be calling the game. So if you want to follow along with us and you want to uh, uh, hear how Drake and I will call these preseason games to see the first act of anthony richardson in a colts uniform download the bleacher report app uh, make sure you're following the colts content on there and you're going to see drake and i's face on saturday for colts versus bills and every preseason game for the indianapolis colts this spring so drake and i uh, drake is super excited about this another opportunity to work with the great people over at bleacher report and uh Hopefully, hopefully we can we can talk uh, about some good things happening with Anthony Richardson in this team uh, in the in these preseason games. Very exciting. Yeah, and you know, usually preseason is kind of a humdrum time for a lot of you know a lot of fans. And the thing is, it's especially different this time. So come watch along with us. It's going to be fun for me and Andrew to experience this too. You know, it's 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 going to be the first time you're going to see uh, the future of the team actually take the field in an in a, in a live action setting. So um, it's going to be a lot of fun. We can't thank Bleacher Report enough, and um, ready to get to it. Definitely, especially that's going to be interesting to see everything kind of start to unfold. Exactly. Make sure you download the Bleacher Report app, follow the Colts uh, on there, and uh, you'll see us on Saturday and throughout the entire preseason on Bleacher Report. So, Drake, without further ado, let's dive right into it and dive into QB5 quarterback Anthony Richardson, who who was a star. Uh, these past few days at training camp. Uh, the title of the episode is Anthony Richardson Shines During Weekend Practices. And, and honestly, that's exactly what he did. Uh, he on, on, on Saturday, he was with the second team after practicing with the first team uh, for two practices prior. 
absolutely lit up the second team. Finished 9 of 11 passing for two touchdowns. One was a long catch and run by Amari Rogers. The second was a 15-yard touchdown to Drew Ogletree. And then we saw on Sunday, Richardson back taking all the starting reps. So if you're keeping track at home, that's three out of the last four practices. Anthony Richardson has been with the ones. Something to monitor, people. He's getting more and more of those practice reps. This is what Drake and I were kind of talking about last episode, where things are pointing to Anthony Richardson starting week one. And and yesterday, again, another great performance, possibly his best practice of, of the entire training camp so far. He was six of eight passing, three touchdowns, a uh, short one to Michael Pittman Jr., a 35-yard uh, post corner to Alec Pierce, and then a 15-yard touchdown to Kylan Granson. He also had a rushing touchdown and a two-point conversion. Uh, in Sunday's practice. So Anthony Richardson really put his stamp uh, on this Colts offense all weekend. So Drake, I'm going to turn it over to you. Just kind of give me your your analysis of, of what you saw from Richardson yesterday, uh, what, what Jake was telling us about his performance on Saturday, and, and how Anthony Richardson is really coming into his own in this offense. Yeah, and it, it's it's one of those things where he's grasping the offense more and more as each practice passes and he looks far, well, I, I would say he looks well improved from the first time you saw him, mm-hmm. you know, when he was actually taking those first ever reps, you know, just in camp in general during the off season, during rookie mini camp, all that stuff. Um, his decision-making, this is, I'll even just go off of what we saw his decision-making. It is improving. He's not just chucking the ball downfield. He made several underneath throws. He made several checkdowns. I mean, he's he missed a couple of them that should have been completions, but that's expected. And he's looking more and more like he's getting comfortable with Shane Steichen's offense. Steichen is starting to be able to throw him into more situations where he has to showcase what he's learned. I think the most impressive thing, though, that's really starting to show is his mental. Okay, mm-hmm. the guy's aspect, his the way that he breaks down plays. You can tell he's he's going through his reads. He's not making a couple, a couple, one, two, throw it downfield type of thing. This guy is making his reads to the point where he doesn't see anything downfield. He'll take off with the football. And he had touchdowns through the air, like we said. He had touchdowns on the ground. He did everything that a modern quarterback is supposed to do. And then you put into factor his size and that he is playing against Shaq Leonard. He is playing against Zaire Franklin. You know, obviously not during practice when we watch it, but DeForest Buckner, Grover Stewart, we're talking about, he's playing against some pretty good defensive players, Mm -hmm. and he's making these plays. And whether it's camp against his teammates or not, it's still professionals that want to look good against him and want to force turnovers for their own right to play. So he's beating them, you know? So uh, everything's looking like it is pointing, especially with the preseason right around the corner, man. It's really looking good for him to start week one. And I personally think that he has developed faster than I thought he would. I'll tell you that. I feel like he's making more and more veteran moves every practice that you see him out there. And, and I think I think the biggest thing for me and was you, you you said it. He just looks more comfortable out there. He uh, things are coming to him quicker now. Now there were times 
in seven on seven yesterday where I thought thought to myself, okay, he probably needs to speed up his processing a little bit. Uh, but what but when we saw him in eleven on eleven, he was he was getting the ball out quickly. He knew where to go yep. with his reads. He was uh, accurate with the football for the most part, and and he was able to to really work work down the field. Um, he, he, he was patient. Like you said, he took his checkdowns when he needed to, to Deion Jackson, to Evan Hall, uh, to Kenyon Drake, who, who was only, who his first couple practices were this weekend with the Colts. It's, uh, it's exciting to see because you, you don't see Anthony Richardson out there making the same mistake twice. And, and that's just so key when, when you're talking about a, a rookie quarterback who is, who's out there trying to learn trying to absorb everything so quickly and and i i think the colts have done a really good job as far as getting him as many reps with the starters as possible because inevitably those are the guys that, that he's going to be playing the most with so he needs to get that time the timing down with michael Pittman jr alec pierce uh uh, uh jelani woods when he's out there kylan granson isaiah mckenzie josh downs all of those guys that are going to be out there and, and play a prominent role in this Colts offense, that's who Richardson needs to be throwing the ball to. That's who Richardson needs to be out there practicing with. And yes, you also do want to make sure that Gardner Minshew is involved because, I mean, we're not to week one yet. Things could happen where Gardner Minshew does end up starting week one and, and starts a few games for the Colts. But obviously the Colts want to want to speed this process along. They want to get Anthony Richardson into the game and, and starting commanding this team as, as quickly as possible. So, so yeah, he, he looked very comfortable out there. And we also saw the athleticism. For, for Anthony Richardson as well. There were quite a few times where if things were open downfield, I mean, he and, and things would open up in the middle, he would take off and run. And this wasn't your, your simple training camp, take off and run because I'm not going to get hit. There were holes and and he was able to make guys miss. And then finally, when someone would two hand tap him or act like they were going to tackle him, he would stop. But he was still making gains before he would ever been touched, even in live action. And and we saw it with a with a 15 yard touchdown run. We saw it on a on a sweep to the right where he straight up just outran the defense to the corner and, and was able to get in for that two point conversion in that red zone, that red zone drill. So I was very impressed with Anthony Richardson. Uh, it seems like the, the offense really is rallying around that guy. Uh, every time he makes a, a play, you see his teammates, his teammates cheer, his teammates get excited. And one, and the, the guy that probably gets the most excited when Anthony Richardson makes a play is Gardner Minshew. Gardner Minshew is right there every step of the way, cheering him on whenever Gardner Minshew makes a play. Anthony Richardson is always right there to give him a pat on the back and, and give him his kudos. That combination of those two and the chemistry that they have, the that both of them just want to see each other succeed, I think that's been very awesome to see and, and something that you might not notice unless you are there are there at practice or or on the sidelines like like we've been and and it's just a really good environment really good energy around this Colts offense which which definitely wasn't the case for for much of the year last year and you got to love that about Minshew it's not often that you got a guy who's willing to just come in and not even he understands his role and he's totally mm -hmm. invested in it. So that's huge. He understands the offense better than probably anybody, you know, on the team. Like, I'm not even kidding. Like, literally on the team, I bet you mm -hmm. that he's 
understands it better than anyone. Um, but yes, like you said, the, the fact that Richardson's connecting with the offense, the fact that they're excited around him, you're seeing Pierce and Pittman make plays. And the thing is, he's got a variety of targets. He's not over, he's not over targeting one guy. He, as you said, with those touchdowns, he was hitting tight ends. He was hitting receivers. He ran it in himself. He hit Evan Hall multiple times. He hit the slot guys multiple times. Him and Josh Downs, you can tell they've got a connection. I mean, he he relies on Downs when he's looking for something to bail him out. So that's going to be something to watch too is that connection. So it just it has to get you excited if you're a Colts fan to see all of this happening and you're just hoping that it continues on so that he's out there looking great during preseason so he can start week one. And it's, I think it's going to be interesting, and we won't find out until later in the week, until probably we do our episode on Thursday, um, what what the how the quarterback snaps are going to be divvied up for this first preseason game in Buffalo. You know, Shane Steichen said that, that we're going to wait throughout the week to kind of figure out what's going on, uh, kind of figure out what what they want to do strategy wise for this first preseason game. Does Anthony Richardson get the start? Does Gardner Minshew get the start? How long is each one of these quarterbacks going to play, and and with which personnel are these quarterbacks going to play with? So it's going to be very interesting, uh, and 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 I think we're all looking forward to hearing what Steichen has to say later in the week once we get closer to the game, but. Just to see the chemistry that is being built with this group, with Michael, with with Anthony Richardson and Michael Pittman, uh, Alec Pierce, with all the starting guys, um, how he's able to grasp the offense. Things are trending up for Anthony Richardson and and at a rapid pace. So that's that's really 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 good to see. And and one of those guys that that he has shown a a really good connection with is Alec Pierce. Alec Pierce has been making plays every time we've been at camp and even the days that we haven't been at, at camp Drake. Alec Pierce seems to find his way into the end zone. I mean, that that play yesterday in in full 11 on 11 work was was right in front of us where mm-hmm. Alec Pierce was on the outside. He was being covered by Daryl Baker Jr. who's having a hell of a camp. He's been one of the better cornerbacks for the Indianapolis Colts out there. And and Alec Pierce shakes him off on a double move that post corner, and as soon as as soon as Alec Pierce cuts out to the right on that post corner, Anthony Richardson is ripping that ball, and and it was right on the money to Alec Pierce. Pierce went up, grabbed it, and just walked right in for a touchdown. So it's really good to see the the number two wide receiver for the Colts this year kind of starting to make that that leap here in year two he's been making more plays he's been getting open at a higher rate and and i think it's it's a very underrated aspect of of what this offense could do because all eyes are on michael pitt are on anthony richardson michael pittman jonathan taylor when he's out there alec pierce can be the forgotten guy and and that could be trouble for some defenses yeah and Look, they had a great practice. You know, are there things that, you know, kind of like we talked about with Richardson that needs to improve? Of course, you know, like footwork, maybe just, you know, simple accuracy. But the fact that he, that route you're talking about specifically, he timed it perfectly. He threw that ball on the freaking break to the point Mm -hmm. where it hit Pierce as he was turning for his route and he had to adjust to it. I mean, it was a perfect connection. And that leads me to my point. They are forming just that. They're forming a great connection. Of course, he is with Downs. Of course, he is with Pittman. That's expected. No one was kind of talking about Alec Pierce. Everyone was like, well, he's he's blanketing uh, Richardson, you know, during his mini camp and everything. He's always out there with Richardson. 
it has really paid off to do that. He's showing an upward trajectory too from year from year uh, one. So he looks like he is going to do f- maybe even far better given the circumstances that aren't going to be in front of him with the quarterback. His route running is being slowly improving, and he's also without question the ber- the best vertical threat on the entire team. So all those things considered, especially as we talked about. One thing I said he needed to improve more than anything maybe is his route running and just, you know, the way he breaks off of stuff. That was a perfect break, perfect route, perfect timing, scores a touchdown. So it's got to get you excited for that connection. And stats, Matt is right there with you, Drake. He said, he said, Alec Pierce said his number one thing was expanding the route tree in the offseason. That's about the only thing you could complain about last year for him yep. was getting more separation. And, and so far, he's shown that in, in training camp. I mean, we, we talk about Alec Pierce being a deep threat. Last year, it seemed like whenever Alec Pierce was catching the football, it was either on, on a deep route or it was on a, a deep in or a deep out. We're, we've seen Alec Pierce all over the place this this in training camp, and and I think that's by design. Shane Steichen wants to see him be able to get in, in more of those situations, and I think Alec Pierce going into this offseason, like Stats Matt just said, he he knew that that his route tree wasn't good enough. He he was only used on certain routes, and and that that makes you greatly limited as a wide receiver. You need to be able to to really attack and and be a threat no matter where you're lined up, no matter what route uh, you are, you, you're out there doing. So um, I think, I think it's good. And, and it, it certainly helps that right now, Anthony Richardson, while, while he has looked like he is improving his, his short to intermediate accuracy at, and his mechanics have become more consistent as the practices have gone along. Uh, uh, you still his best attribute is that deep ball, the deep ball accuracy, and and Alec Pierce's best attribute is still those deep routes and and being able to to be that deep threat, go up the sky for the football. So when you have that combination, uh, it, it could be deadly for at least starting out uh, as Anthony Richardson gets his feet wet in the NFL. Want to give a shout out to Weez Bosky here. Uh, he's a Titans fan that's that's tuned in. So welcome. Uh, to shout out to to another AFC South fan <coughs> tuning in, uh, and and I think Colts Colts Titans might have some good matchups this year. So so we really appreciate it. And then Stats Matt with the troll here, no Titans <laughs> fans allowed. Uh, don't don't listen to Stats Matt. He's he's a goober sometimes. But 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 Drake, what do you what do you think about that connection here? As as we've seen we've seen in camp, Anthony Richardson and and Alec Pierce really really gelling with one another. Well, they can help each other, you know, succeed because they both match each other's strengths. Like Alec Mm -hmm. Pierce, he's a vertical, he's a vertical, you know, demon. He's going to absolutely push defensive backs, push safeties when they pass him on. I mean, he's very fast, blinding speed. He's tall. He's lanky. He's perfect for Anthony Richardson and vice versa. And I've said it that, you know, if Pierce can shore up that route running tree, which he's been showing. And if Richardson can improve his intermediate to short accuracy, which he's been showing, he still puts some in the dirt, but that's going to happen. He's just going to do that. Okay. But he's been doing it less and less. Both of those things considered, that could be a hell of a combination because defenses are probably just going to mostly be looking for that deep ball to not beat them because they're not trusting that Richardson can throw it accurately short and intermediate. If he starts doing that, 
that's a whole world of other problems because then you do have to start creeping up and it's all about placement when you got a guy who can throw it as deep as Richardson as accurate as he can and who can move like him it's spacing is everything and if you got a defense completely off of their game plan for their spacing on a field it could just wreak havoc a guy like Pierce could tear up a secondary like that right and and again I, I think we we've already touched on this uh, a couple times this preseason um but the just the this just the scheme fit with Alec Pierce in Shane Steichen's offense is is it, I don't think Alec Pierce could have asked for uh, a more perfect fit as a head coach because of of what Shane Steichen wants to do he wants to push the tempo wants to push the ball down the field with those deep shots and uh, this was something that even we talked about at the end of the season. We didn't understand. Well, we 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 did understand because the Colts quarterbacks really couldn't get the ball deep down the field. But we didn't understand why there wasn't more deep shots called for Alec Pierce towards mm-hmm. the end of the year uh, because it seemed like he would come down with with almost every single one of them. I mean, he uses that six three frame that that. He's got that volleyball background, the basketball background. I mean, his brother plays uh, for the Princeton for Princeton's basketball team, who made a run in the NCAA tournament. So you, you see the you see the athleticism there with Alec Pierce. You pair it with the athleticism of an Anthony Richardson, and and both of their strengths just match up. And and so I see a lot of people in the comments. I'm going to shout out to Jack Rizzo here saying Alec Pierce will be a Pro Bowler this year. Yeah, that'd be nice. My words. Uh, Pro Bowl is Pro Bowl is a very high, very yeah. high honor, especially since Michael Pittman hasn't even made a Pro Bowler. But hey, Jack, we'll if, if that if that happens, we'll we'll certainly give you your props. But I I, I do think Alec Pierce can. And can I, I don't know about Pro Bowl, but I, can, I think Alec Pierce can assert himself as as a very capable wide receiver and and possibly encroach on the thousand yard mark. I don't know if he'll get there, but it would not surprise me if Alec Pierce has eight, nine hundred yards and, and a few touchdowns here in year two. Yeah. And with his again, with his speed and the fact that he's such a vertical threat, he's going to have, I think, probably I would push you know, at least five touchdowns and a couple of those, maybe more. And and you're going to see multiple ones be deep ones where he's going to catch it and potentially outrun somebody, or he's going to sky up on a 40 yard throw and catch it in the end zone. And again, look, everyone's excited. We've talked about Richardson and Pierce. They're both going to struggle at times adjusting. They're both super young ones, even Mm -hmm. far more young than the other. And they're going to need to continue to get better. But man, if we're going by camp, which is all we can go by, Andrew, they've both looked like they are just continuously getting better. It's a lethal combination is what it seems like it's going to become. And Richardson, he's just continuously improving and shoring up any mistakes and he's not doing things twice. So. Right. We we still have to tamper expectations. Oh, yeah. yeah. 100% correct, Drake, because we they could look good in, in the preseason, but it doesn't matter until when the games actually matter. They put the pads on and, and are going up against another opponent. So it's it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see how they can take this this success and this chemistry that they're forming here in the preseason and 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 make it go on to the the regular season when the games start to actually matter. So there's going to have both both guys are going to have really good games. Both guys are going to have not not so good games. So, uh, but but it's it's still it's really good to see this happening right now. And and if it was the other way around where they weren't performing well in training camp, we there'd be cause for concern. So, uh, but everything we've seen out of both Anthony Richardson and Alec Pierce, uh, I think Colts fans should be pretty excited about what this duo can do not only in 2023 but for years to come as well 
And now we've talked about two of the guys that that, uh, really took over on the offensive side of the ball, but we've got the defensive side of the ball to talk about as well, plus some other things from Colts camp uh, over this weekend that that we want to we want to share with you guys. Uh, want to talk about and and it starts with well as I was saying on the defensive side of the ball, more good news. Shaquille Leonard had his first two practices a full contact in 11 on 11 setting both Saturday and Sunday he was out there with the first team defense in those fully padded fully full contact 11 on 11 sessions and honestly maybe he looked pretty good he was able to move around he was popping people he did have a couple issues in coverage but even the Shaq Leonard of old wasn't always the best coverage linebacker out there. So um, he he did give up a touchdown to Guylan Granson yesterday that we saw, but we saw the Saint the energetic maniac out there. He was filling holes in the running game, and and, and it was good to see. It doesn't seem like it it, do, it doesn't seem like he's that far away. He's getting closer. Is the speed back to one hundred percent? I wouldn't. I don't think so yet. But as the practices have gone along, I've really tried to make it a point to focus in on on Shaquille Leonard, and it does seem like as he's getting more uh, into football shape and just just back into the groove of things, he's starting to get faster and faster out there on that field. What do you think, Drake? I think you're absolutely right because he's come out running out to practice, smiling, excited, and and there's actually, like you said, there's, there's a bunch of moments where he he's starting. He just showed he's starting to you know, get back up to, you know, full speed or at least close to where they want him to be. I mean, of course they want him to be at hundred percent, but mm-hmm. that's TBD, but look, he's on again, like we've been saying with Anthony Richardson's development and Pierce's second year development with, with Shaq Leonard's injury, you know, uh, dur- during, you know, this, this recuperation period, if you want to call it that he's gone through so much and it was such a question mark, but everything is starting to hit the green light because there was a play where Richardson actually threw the ball. I thought he threw the ball very well over the middle, but Shaq Leonard skied so high. He, he actually pulled the ball down, thought that he intercepted it and then he dropped it and he started pounding the ground visibly, not even upset. I thought he was, I mean, he'd seem pissed off that he didn't mm-hmm. catch that ball, which some people would be like, you know, come on, man. But no, that's, ex- that's what you want to see him do. That is exactly what they, he needs to be back to that intensity where he's just fired up all the time. Cause that's the best Shaq Leonard there is. Right. And, and that's that, those glimpses of that playmaking ability uh, that that's what we saw. I mean, Anthony Richardson and seven, it was in a seven on seven period. It looked like it was going to be an easy throw. And then you just saw that big long arm with that big mitt of, of Shaq Leonard try to grab that ball. And he was, he was very visibly upset uh, <laughs> because he thought he should have had that, but that's something that the Colts really didn't have last year, the threat to be able to do that. And and just getting Shaq Leonard back on the field creates so much more opportunities, not only for, for turnovers, but, but just more energy with this defense. Um, mm-hmm. So obviously we'll have to continue to watch his progression uh, and, and hope there are no setbacks. Yesterday he, he went down for a little bit um, mm-hmm. because – and, and we thought all of us in the media saw it and went immediately, oh, no. And then there was a big hush in the crowd. 
Luckily, Shaq Leonard wasn't a back issue. He just kind of got hit in a, in a bad spot in between his legs there, took a couple plays off, was right back in there and, and ready to go. So, uh, but all, all looks to be promising for Shaq Leonard. And, and obviously there's still about a month until the Colts actually take the field in a meaningful game. And then hopefully the maniac can be back to 100%, uh, uh, by the time the Colts take on the Jacksonville Jaguars in week one. But another thing that's really stood out throughout these camp practices, Drake, is the offensive line. It's number for number one, it's been the same group. It's been from left tackle to right tackle. It's been Bernard Ryman, Quentin Nelson, Ryan Kelly, Will Fries, Braden Smith. Really hasn't been any rotating. Those five guys have been out there for every practice, have taken all the first team snaps. But something I've really noticed they are moving guys in the running game. And it hasn't just been one practice here, one practice there. It seems like every single practice, the offensive line is moving those guys on the defensive line, getting to the second level and, and springing guys like Deion Jackson and Evan Hall for big gains. It's it's really encouraging to see when you consider how poor that group played last year and, and to see not only how they're performing on the practice field, but you see how energized Tony Sperano has his group right now. Yeah. And they're playing with far more tenacity. Um, kind of like I have wrote down here, they're working well with Steichen's offense and you can tell they're mm -hmm. bought into it too. Um, going back to, I believe it was the first time we went to camp when they moved us inside, they interviewed Ryan Kelly and he basically, he said last season, guys didn't talk to each other. You know, guys didn't mm -hmm. communicate in the locker room. There was just silence, which is the worst for a locker room, especially a team that is, is struggling mightily. So that is, it's almost like a complete 180 at this point. And whether it's Steichen, whether it's Sperano Jr., does not matter. It, it All that matters is that the coaching staff has arguably the most important part of this offense, given what Richardson can do with his legs and, you know, a, a, you know, a healthy and, you know, happy Jonathan Taylor can do in the backfield. It's really good to see them moving guys, like you said. And the Colts seem to have confidence – and Will Fries at right guard. I know that's been like the big thing. What are they going to do at right guard? I thought that they should have signed a free agent, but look, man, Will Fries actually looks like he's improved. He actually seems like he's getting more and more comfortable with the guys around him, and they seem like they're pretty high on him too. And clearly the Colts believe in the guy. Uh, and I, I, I'll go ahead and come out and say it. I don't think that this is a repeat of the Danny Pinter situation last year. I think that he's actually done better, and I think that they trust him, and they're giving him a shot. Right. Want to give a quick shout out to some people who joined us late. Tony Robinson, uh, he says, I always knew Shaq was going to be back. Thanks for joining us. Tez is here as well. He's catching up on what he missed. Always love when Tez joins the show. Uh, DSG Goodbar uh, saying Sperano's motto for the line is five is one, and they're showing it. Uh, you're absolutely right. Uh, it it seems like the, the group is they're building that continuity with one another. And and that's why that's why I, I think I'm I'm more in favor of of having this line continue to take all the snaps rather than try to mix things up because I mean, there, there really isn't any reason to, if there were any, if any of the guys in that second unit were truly pushing the guys on that first unit, sure. I could understand maybe switching things out, but I mean, you're obviously not going to have Quentin Nelson, Ryan Kelly, or Braden Smith uh, as the second team. Um, Bernard Ryman has been very solid. At, at left tackle you see yes, him you you really haven't heard him getting beat at all throughout the entire throughout the entire training camp period the last two weeks and and will fries is really he's just he's just been solid he hasn't done anything to to make the colts think you know 
I mean, he should be looking at a demotion. I mean, just just a very, very, very. I'm trying to think of the right word here. Solid. It's 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 been all very solid, but I th- but Tony Sperano Jr. has really made a difference early with these with this group. They are drilling attention to detail, drilling on the fundamentals, and and you, I, if you watch the Colts social media team, they had it mic'd up one day. Any little thing that that they're, they're just off by a little bit, Sperano points it out, and and so that way they know what to do next time. He harps on it, and and that's good. That's what this team needed. That's what Quentin Nelson has been saying for years. That he feels like his technique is slipping, and for whatever reason, Chris Strausser wasn't getting them back to 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 good football, good technical football on the offensive line. Tony Sperano Jr. has done that. Not only that. But he's gotten intensity with this line. So I'm really hopeful that that continues because so far, so good for the Colts offensive line, which was a big question, a really big question mark coming into coming into this preseason. Well, and like you said, it just shows the impact that Tony Sperano's hires had. It also shows that the veterans in the in the room um, kind of understood how terrible they must have like felt last season. It really hit them later, and they're reflecting on that. And I think that they don't want that to happen again. I mean, we all talked about how fired up Quentin Nelson was and how disappointed and upset. It really deeply hurt the guy how terrible he played and how bad the team was. So it's good to see everybody on the right track. And kind of like T- Tony Sperano Jr. said, five is one. That's how the Colts have looked in training camp so far as a whole unit. Right. And and that kind of moves us to our next point is is guys that, that I want to give a shout out to. I want to give a shout out to the rookie cornerbacks as well. I mean, granted, it did not start out well for, for these guys to start <laughs> camp because Juju Brents, he his first two practices were this weekend, Saturday and Sunday. He finally returned to the practice field. Darius Rush had a shoulder injury that kept him out early. And, and both guys, neither one of those guys are in the first team right now. They're still working their way up. But Darius Rush started with the third team last week. He's already made himself uh, up to the second team. Juju Brents over the weekend were his first two practices. So he was on the second team. But they're making plays. They're they're really making plays, and and we saw one yesterday from Juju Brent Drake. Yeah, he had a huge pass breakup. Uh, I believe it was Ashton Doolin, if I'm not mistaken. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Like Correct. go for the ball. He caught the ball and was literally going down with the possession. And as we know, Ashton Doolin, the few catches he's had, they're all acrobatic, ridiculous highlight catches, and he always comes down with it. And as he was coming down, Juju Brent slid underneath him and punched it out as mm-hmm. he's coming down. That is a bam-bam play, and I'm telling you, that is just absolutely ridiculous that a rookie is doing that. And I saw, I even tweeted it out or X'd it out or whatever the hell it is now. You, you know what I'm talking about, like with Twitter. <laughs> um, but I put out a post where I said, Juju Brents looks freaking massive in pads. This is a dude that is just a perfect on all levels fit for this defense. And and you got to love seeing his react like his reactions happen like that on a play that is incredibly hard to break up as a guy is falling down with possession. Yeah, we we talk all all offseason about these big long athletic cornerbacks in in Juju Brents, Darius Rush and Jalen Jones, but you don't realize how big they actually are until you see them up close there on the sidelines. Juju Brents and Darius Rush are massive dudes yeah, for the huge. cornerback position. And and we saw Jalen Jones making some good plays as well. He's been primarily with that third team defense, but going up against Mike Strawn, who's all up 6'5 over 200 pounds. 
Uh, Jalen Jones knocked out a couple balls that were heading Mike Strawn's way. Uh, Mike Strawn did get back at Darius Rush but with a with a, uh, a back shoulder throw that was great by Gardner Minshew. Strawn went up and grabbed that, but. Jalen Jones is a rookie cornerback that's been that's been impressive too in in his opportunity. So the rookie cornerbacks, the more snaps they've been getting in training camp, the more you're starting to hear their names and and see them make plays, which which I think is a very good sign. Stats Matt has a question here: What have the safeties looked like with the projected starters out? Yeah, Julian Blackman hasn't practiced at all in the in training camp. He's been dealing with a hamstring injury, so Nick Cross has been the one out there at strong safety. And, and and Drake, I don't know about you, but but to me, Nick Cross, he, well, he hasn't done anything exceptional. He hasn't really made too many mistakes either. You're, it seems like the the mental side of his game really, really, really starting to to come on. And and we saw Shaq Leonard talking with Nick Cross yesterday uh, about different plays. Shaq has really been vocal with Nick Cross trying to help him come along. Uh, I noticed that multiple times, not only yesterday, but, but just at the times that I've been at camp. So Nick Cross is flying around there making plays with Rodney Thomas the second out yesterday during the team drills it was Trevor Denbo that was taking the uh uh the the snaps at free safety but i th- i think Rodney Thomas will be back soon but uh, the, for those that are wondering about Nick Cross it, it does seem like like he has improved the, the mental aspect of his game which was what was really lacking last year yeah and you just kind of saw right away that it, it was a little too much you know, and it doesn't seem like practice. It doesn't seem like, you know, in training camp, he's he's trying to do too much. It's almost like he kind of pumped the brakes and he's trying to work his way back up to, you know, feeling confident again and everything like that. I'll tell you right now, this dude is built like a brick house. I mean, he is he is a very, very volatile hitter, I think. So I, I would really love to see a guy like Nick Cross on the field more, just a little bit more confident, a little bit more you know, tuned in with Gus Bradley's scheme and just not letting those huge plays up. Cause that's what got him is he, he would just let up these massive throws or he'd miss, he'd whiff on a tackle. And of course that's the safety. That's the whole name of the position. Not often there's someone behind you. So like he'd let up some massive plays. That's what really got him. And you haven't seen that in camp. You've seen obviously some mistakes from everybody, of course, but he's making improvements. And I think kind of like with you, Andrew, I'm right there with you. I think that you, you have to be pretty content, pretty happy with where he's at right now now compared to last season for sure yeah i'd agree now do i think he's pushing julian blackman for for that starting spot probably not but i also think he's going to be able to get some get plenty of reps on this defense uh if if blackman either goes down or if they want to use a three safety rotation uh, i think dick cross can have a role in the defense this year Uh, but along with juju brents uh coming back to practice uh this weekend so did ej speed who was dealing with uh, a little bit of an ankle injury and and drake ej speed ended up making uh the play to end practice yesterday when when he picked off Gardner Minshew. yeah and he's been making plays all over the field and and he had an that was an awesome interception i think it was right on the sideline so Mm -hmm. a little bit of footwork was was also in play so great play from ej speed but here's the thing what really stood out was when Zaire Franklin took the podium and, you know, he was talking about EJ speed. He's like, man, it's just insane. He's constantly making plays. He's constantly in the right spot at the right time. And and that interception shows the one thing that we were saying he's got to do, right? He's got to be better in pass coverage. Well, exactly. you know what? He, he made the ultimate pass coverage play. And this dude is never going to lose that edge of being a run destroyer. I mean, he's one of the best 
linebackers at stopping the run, period. The numbers show it and everything else. So we've been saying if he can get better at coverage, he's going to be a real problem. If he can keep making plays like that, along with Zaire Franklin, along with, you know, an up to, up to speed Shaq Leonard, boy, that's the top 10 linebacker group right there. And that's why I think the Colts were so confident in their linebacking group and why they didn't go out there and sign a free agent because they believed EJ Speed could be that third linebacker. And and so far, he's been doing very well in camp and and proving the Colts right. We'll see if that does continue. So along with Brenson Speed, uh, guard Emila Kior returned to practice. He's been primarily playing with that third unit. Uh, but guys that are still out due to injuries, I'll run through the list real quick. Zach Moss, obviously, uh, still has his uh, broken arm. He has been out. Mo Ali Cox with a foot and Jelani Woods uh, with hamstring injuries, as well as tight end Will Mallory with a hamstring. So three of the three of the Colts tight ends have been out currently, which gives more reps to Kylan Granson, Drew Ogletree. We saw Farrell Brown getting involved a little bit with the passing game um, just creates more opportunities but I'm sure the Colts especially with working with Anthony Richardson they want Mo Alley Cox to be back and they want Jelani Woods to be back as quickly as possible yeah and I even asked Shane Steich and I said you got a competitive tight end you know tight end room you know what are your thoughts on camp and he acknowledged you know there's been some injuries but mm-hmm. he's he also used um, and he has in previous interviews use Kylan Granson's name is making plays he in this one though he said Andrew Ogletree's making plays Farrell Brown's making plays that's exactly as you talked about I think it was Farrell Brown caught a beautiful like seam seam route right over a couple linebackers I mean it was gorgeous right and so like these guys are they're fighting for these positions and boy what a freaking competitive tight end room even with Woods out and Mo Alleycox out, the top two guys arguably, these guys are still making great plays. It just shows you how deep that that position group is and how big of a you know toss-up it is for the the three and four tight end if they decide to keep as many. Moving on to the defensive side of the ball, uh, defensive end Samson Ebukam is still out with a hamstring injury. Uh, Coach Steichen said that hopefully he can be back here soon. DeForest Buckner was dealing with a foot that got rolled up on uh, in practice on Saturday, so he did not practice Sunday. But Steichen said it's, again, not serious, just being cautious with Buckner. You, you know what you're getting out of number 99, so mm-hmm. no no reason to push things there. Uh, linebacker Liam Anderson has his arm in a sling. Kenny Moore, the second, with an ankle injury. He did not practice on Sunday uh, and then Ju- or, or Saturday, excuse me, and then Julian Blackman still dealing with that hamstring. So obviously you want Kenny Moore and Julian Blackman back as quickly as possible, especially with that young secondary, but it does allow some guys like Nick Cross, like uh, uh, Darius Rush, Juju Brent, Daryl Baker Jr. to to get more reps. So Tony Brown as that backup nickel in in place of of Kenny Moore. Um, so while you want these new these these younger guys to get some reps, uh, the defense is is much better when when Kenny Moore and Julian Blackman are out there on the field. Well, and and luckily with the the names that you said weren't practicing on Friday or uh, excuse me on uh, Sunday is because of maintenance and uh, like maintenance. I think, I mean, neither, neither Moore nor Buckner were really in anything, you know, any boots or anything. So you can tell that the Colts are just playing it safe. Well, they want their stars out there, but like you said, it does give other guys opportunities and they've shown it. They've shown they want them. 
Exactly. Let's wrap up the episode here with the latest Colts news and rumors. Um, Colts made a couple signings this week, Drake, and and the one that that uh, is the most prevalent, the the highlight of them all. The Colts did in fact sign running back Kenyon Drake. Uh, that's who we talked about, who we wanted to sign out of the three running backs that the Colts uh, uh, worked out last week. Drake is now in town, has practiced the past couple days this weekend, and and he he was taking some snaps early with with the second team and even getting in on the first team in some pass reps. Um, and, and again, just adds more competition, a veteran presence to that running back room out on the field while Jonathan Taylor heals and while Zach Moss heals. You know, Ken, look, man, I'll, I'll just go ahead and say, I think Kenyon Drake could push Zach Moss for that running back two spot. I mean, Kenyon Drake Possible. is a, he's a legitimate, he's a legitimate player. I mean, the guy, he, he can be a receiving back. He's, he's more of a one cut type of guy, but he's got some physical, he's got some physicality to his style, but brings veteran presence. And like you said, it just, it just keeps everybody competitive while Jonathan Taylor's dealing with whatever he's dealing with. And while Zach Moss is recuperating that broken arm. Exactly. And with the injuries to the tight end position, the Colts signed tight end Nick Eubanks and Michael Jacobson uh, to the roster as well. The, the three other tight ends kind of come back from their injury. So, but with the signing of Kenyon Drake, uh, the Colts did wave Toriano Clinton. So the running back out of the U of Indy did not last long with the Colts. We kind of figured that he was just a camp body until uh, uh, another running back was signed. And that turned out to be true. So, uh, but then the Colts ended up placing a couple players on injury reserve wide receiver, Ethan Fernier, who, who had made some plays uh, in camp and then, unfortunately, offensive tackle Jake Witt, the rookie out of northern Michigan, was placed on IR due to a hip injury. So the rookie season ends before he's able to play a game. He'll join Daniel Scott on IR as now two of the 12 Colts rookies who won't be able to suit up this year. Yeah, and that's a, that's a heartbreaker to hear that because, you know, Jake Witt, you were wanting him to develop. That's the big thing is he he was going to start his development. He was such an interesting prospect, but um, he's going to get a year to mentally kind of be a sponge and, and, and soak in some things. So just a, you just hope for a speedy recovery for him and for Nail. Like you said, he was making some plays. So uh, terrible news. But again, this is a league where it gives other people opportunities and the Colts, they have to go next man up and the weeks don't stop and the season doesn't get any farther away. Exactly. Wyatt Law asks, does Moss start the season on IR? Uh, I wouldn't expect that. Yeah. Wyatt, uh, the, the timeline that, that we were given for Moss's injury was four to six weeks. And at the six-week mark, the very latest, that would be week two uh, of, of the regular season. So no reason to put him on IR. There's even a chance Zach Moss is back uh, for the regular season opener if he heals quickly. So the Colts have no intention of putting Zach Moss uh, on IR. Um, but to wrap things up here, Drake, the Colts uh, cornerback Chris Layman's, who they signed just a couple weeks ago, um, was suspended for the first three games of the 2023 season for violating the NFL's personal conduct policy. Uh, for those that don't know, Layman's was with uh, Alvin Kamara, the Saints running back, uh, during a dispute in Las Vegas when um, both of them were charged with battery um, for uh, for beating up uh, someone outside of a hotel, outside of a bar. Um, they ended up pleading guilty to lesser charges, less lesser charges. Uh, they don't have to serve any jail time, had to pay some fines. But before his role in that, uh, both Kamara and Layman's uh, have been suspended for the first three games. They could play in the regular season, 
but with when the regular season starts, uh, each will be on a three-game suspension. Well, the Colts knew this. I mean, I, they couldn't have not at least speculated it, so they they understood this fully. Um, but it, it does it does seem like you know it's been a little bit of a dramatic, more of a dramatic season than you, than you want. And of course, the most ironic part is he's wearing thirty four, the same number that Isaiah Rogers is wearing. It's like someone needs to do something about that number, and and just like remove it from all Colts jerseys. <laughs> it is it is a little ironic that both are wearing thirty four. Yeah, and, and if I'm being honest, I, I, there's no guarantee Chris Layman's even makes the final roster. Uh, also Ky- fair. He was the cornerback out there that that uh, he was cooked a couple times. Josh Downs has made him look silly. So yeah. we'll, we'll see if Chris Layman's is even on the roster. Uh, but if I had to bet against that, I, I don't think that suspension will really be playing a role uh, for the Indianapolis Colts once the regular season gets going but that's our show for this evening guys really appreciate everybody who tuned in tonight shout out to my beautiful wife danielle for the super sticker uh didn't get any other super chats tonight but hey you guys are great we really appreciate you guys joining in shout out to dsg good bar wyatt law uh mike who who just commented from facebook say the indianapolis colts are the best team ever um so and and to spoon feed each other mayonnaise i don't know about that buddy uh that was that was that was one of the weirder comments but hey at least at least thanks for joining what are you talking about there mike (laughs) Uh, shout out tony robertson already said dsg good bar wyatt law uh wheezy bowski of the titans fan that joined us tonight uh stats map uh let's see here unboxing mania uh up church 786 uh, a new one today david gomez uh joe allen didn't get to see logan schmidt on his birthday he's probably out enjoying it with his family shout out to jack rizzo um everybody that tuned in tonight we really appreciate all your support and if you haven't done so already please go ahead and follow us on all the things go ahead and like horseshoe huddle on facebook Follow at Colts on FN on Twitter and subscribe to Horseshoe Huddle on uh, YouTube. Hit that bell so you know whenever Drake and I are going live, whenever Shot is going live with the Saddle Up show, because we're going to continue to provide you content all season long. And if you can't catch us live, Apple, Spotify, Google, wherever you listen to podcasts, go ahead and subscribe on there. Give us a five-star review. And, and that way you don't miss a single episode of the Horseshoe Huddle podcast. So as you guys all know, Drake and I do write for horseshoehuddle.com as well. So Drake, what are some things that the people can go check out that you've got up on the site? So I just broke down that, uh, you know, Shaq Leonard's performance from practice number eight and how he had had multiple practices compiled with starting in the first team defense and how it, it's looking good. It's looking good for Shaq Leonard right now. So go check that out. And then I'm going to be coming out with uh, three Colts offense and defensive players who need to improve for the 2023 season. Definitely go check those out. Great pieces by Drake. Uh, I just released a piece yesterday about Daryl Baker Jr., the surprise of training camp for the Indianapolis Colts, uh, a guy that was on the fringe of even making the 53-man roster and now be making a case as a starter for the Colts at the cornerback position. So make sure you check that out. You can go ahead and follow Drake at Drake on Twitter. Let me get our, our Twitter handles up here real quick right there you can follow drake at d wallster drake you can follow myself at andrew moore nfl and we will be back thursday night to talk about colts football and get you all set for their matchup with the buffalo bills in their first preseason game of the season so for drake i'm andrew enjoy your week guys